The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring. And you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 pounds you to, to, to doubt El Dandy, because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious How about, how about hypnosis? Let's get some... Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to episode 265 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined once again after a little break for the holidays by my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet. Hi, friend. Hey, friend. How was your holiday? Was it full of cheer and spirits? It was full of rest and oh. spirits, yes. Okay, yes. okay. Those two things work. Those two things yes. work just as well. Specifically vodka, but yes. So relaxation and libation, huh? Come on, you know I love it when it rhymes, Samuel. And the other voice you heard there returning to the WrestleCast, Mr. Samuel Kalunga. I'm here. I've arrived with all the sour patches. <laughs> we are back. We are just missing our fourth member, G Money Magnum Prime. So we'll give a big shout out to him at the start of the show. Um, hopefully he can join us a l- little bit later in this month or maybe the beginning of next year. As you know, he has a newborn at home, so, you know, his hours and sleep is limited. So these late night recordings aren't really the best for him, but he's always in our hearts and our spirits here on the WrestleCast. The WrestleCast can be found on the CSPN, which can be found on the net at CSPN.us. You can download and subscribe to the WrestleCast through iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and YouTube. So we've got a lot of things to cover. So, oh, yes, sir. Off, I just wanted to mention Donovan Dijak is uh, Geek of the Week for getting distracted by his own man. <laughs> we hadn't even got there yet, but okay. I'm just saying. Like, Take a sip for all the drinkers out there. That's just, that's why. <laughs> oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, we've got a lot to cover, so we're going to do a show that's a little bit different than our normal. We're not going to have the blow-by-blow reviews of all the matches that have taken place in the world of the WWE in the last 10 to 14 days. So we're just going to do a summary of some events, so bear with us here. So we're going to start with the NXT TakeOver War Games. And it starts out with Mia Yim getting attacked backstage, and she's going to be replaced in the match by Dakota Kai. The ladies' war game match starts off the show. Everything is going as planned. Bianca Belair showing out. EO and Candice LeRae start the match, and that was really cool. And things are going along just fine until it's Dakota Kai's turn to enter the match. (laughs) And she turns heel with a vicious attack 
on Tegan Knox. So they have the little uh, shark cages there holding the wrestlers as they wait their turns to be let out and come down into the ring. And Dakota Kai takes about four steps out of the cage. She stops, turns around, and just grabs Tegan, runs her into the cage, starts beating her down, starts slamming the a cage door and her bad knee. I mean, it was just a really vicious scene. Uh, you remember on episode 264, Miss DD, we talked about, you know, Dakota might be setting up for a heel turn, but I thought that she didn't have the requisite viciousness to be a heel. Mm-hmm. I, I was absolutely wrong. So what kind of, of foreshadowing did they do with that? Um, They left her off the team. Um, she had taken a couple of, she had tried to help me again win a match and it didn't work out. So she was just kind of in a rut. She didn't get picked to be on the team. Um, me and Yim did. So, you know, it just kind of, you just kind of saw the, the little, so are, are they saying that she's the one who attacked me and Yim? Later, sir. Later, sir. We're getting okay. there. Gosh, oh, I, I so impatient this week, Samuel. Uh, Rhea Ripley pins Shayna. And Team Ripley wins war games. They beat four women, beat two. Or two women beat four. So Candice LeRae and Rhea Ripley survived. EO, uh, Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair. And who was her fourth member? Um, I can't even think of it now. But yeah, they have four. The baby faces had two and the baby faces ended up winning uh, Shayna introduced some handcuffs and it ended up backfiring on her and that's how Rhea Ripley got the pin on uh she handcuffed uh Shayna went for the carefuda clutch Rhea handcuffed herself to Shayna and then she rolled through and pinned her and that's how they won I will say that I'm very I've always been very impressed with Rhea Ripley uh Candice LeRae she could leave but Rhea Ripley she's great Pete Dunn, he earned a shot at the NXT title versus Adam Cole at Survivor Series by winning the triple threat over Killian Dane and Damian Priest. Finn Balor, he got the win over Matt Riddle. Kevin Owens was the fourth man for Team Ciampa. Kevin Owens and Tommaso Ciampa have a long, long friendship, long history um, with each other. So it made a lot of sense for Kevin Owens to come out there and represent for uh, Team Ciampa. Tomasa Ciampa gives Adam Cole a super air raid crash off the top of the War Games cage through two tables to get the win for Team Ciampa in the War Games match. Now, now they always, I noticed they always tease the package power driver. Have we actually ever seen it? On WWE television at all? No package power driver, no. Never? No. Okay. No. A lot of um, Panama Sunrises and uh, Mexican Destroyers from Rey Mysterio and uh, Cien Almas, but no package power drivers. Okay, cool. So, uh, Miss Didi Jonay, just sure if you remember anything that stood out from the War Games, anything uh, that you'd like to add before we move on to Survivor Series? I didn't see War Games. Oh, okay. Samuel, did Sorry. you watch it? Is this the movie with Matthew Broderick? And... No? No. It okay. is the movie with Matthew Broderick, but this isn't what we're talking about. Okay, no no, Ali Sheedy or Matthew Broderick? No, yeah. no. Okay. No, no I, I saw I saw it in and out. I mean, I, I, saw, I saw the... I remember the, mostly the main event, and that was pretty good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, Keith Lee... Um, 
was a standout. Just, I mean, everybody in the in the men's match was a standout. That damn thing was good. So, so what what are they chanting when they do that whole like uh, Seven Nation Army thing with Keith Lee? Bask in his glory. Oh, uh, that was the scene. <laughs> Bask in no. his glory. I can't make it out. Yeah, that's, that's what why. they're saying. Uh, NXT Takeover, of course, lives up to its normal reputation of just awesome, awesome, awesome entertainment. The re- the Dakota Kai heel turn definitely shocking. Rhea Ripley um, being a standout. Kevin Owens returning to NXT with the original uh, KO shirt with the tape on it. That was cool. And uh, him helping out Team Ciampa so he get the win over the Undisputed Era. That was a lot of fun. Then we move into the Survivor Series where on the hashtag Say No to Pre-Shows, Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler won a tag team battle royal match. Uh, Leo Rush retained the Cruiserweight title in a triple threat match as he defeated Akira Tozawa and Kalisto. Oh, I forgot to mention, speaking of Leo Rush, <laughs> Steve Carino yelled, don't do that. Yeah, and, and then uh, when he slapped the shit out of Angel Garza in the pre-show for NXT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Angel Garza wrestled somebody in the pre-show in NXT, and uh, after he came back through the curtain at gorilla position, you know, it was like a hard-fought match, and he was like, you know, winded, trying to catch his breath, and man, Leo Rush just runs up out of nowhere off the side, and it's like, bow! <laughs> Slap the shit out of his ass. Yeah, I was just I was just like, it's king of hardcore, you know, <laughs> just like, don't do that. <laughs> The Viking Raiders win the tag team three-way of uh, tag team champions. It was the New Day, the Viking Raiders, and the Undisputed Era. The Viking Raiders get the win for Raw's only win of the night. Mm. Rhea Mm. Ripley pins Sasha Banks as Team NXT wins the Women's Survivor Series match. Um, Binky showed out in this. She was amazing. She looked great. They did my girl Tony Storm so dirty in this. She got like one of those quick pinfalls that didn't really amount to much. She didn't get a chance to really show out. But this was a really fun uh, women's elimination match for the Survivor Series. Roderick Strong defeats AJ Styles and Nakamura in the workhorse title three-way match. So Roderick Strong using a little heel tactics to pin Nakamura as AJ Styles did all the work. Then he threw AJ Styles out of the ring and pinned Nakamura. Adam Kobebe retained his NXT title with a win over Pete Dunne. The Fiend and his red light retained the Universal title with a win over Daniel Bryan. Now this match went about 10 minutes, maybe 11 minutes. And I thought that you know, coming off of the Seth Rollins match and the red light and how everybody's not really a big fan. I thought people were going to really shit on this match, but now, nah, man, Daniel Bryan didn't allow the people to do that. And they were with it the whole time. And, uh, surprisingly, this was actually a very entertaining match. Roman Reigns pins Keith Lee and team SmackDown wins the men's survivor series match. Roman may have got the win, but the what everybody was talking about with Keith, was Keith Lee, his performance as uh, the last man standing for NXT in there against Roman. They had about a five-minute little exchange there that everybody got really excited about. 
Roman had to shake the man's hand after the match just because he understood that, you know, Keith Lee is up and coming. So the world is Keith Lee's oyster right now when it comes to WWE. And I believe after that match, Vince McMahon was going on and on about, on and on about uh, Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns. <laughs> Miss Didi Jonay, I need you to uh, get close to your microphone here. Mm-hmm. Because exactly what I had been thinking would happen did as Dominic Mysterio <laughs> came down with the towel around his neck just in case his daddy needed it. But no, he gives Brock a low blow. And Dominic and Ray put up a good fight. They do a double 619. Dominic hits a frog splash. Ray hits a frog splash. They get a good near fall, but it's all for naught because Brock, Germans, Dominic, almost out of the ring. Then he hits Ray with an F5, and he defends the WWE title. I don't appreciate him slamming uh, any girl's kid around like that. Now, Miss Didi Jonay, we've talked for almost three weeks about what would happen if Dominic would, would would be able to come down there and save his daddy. You said he didn't have the range, mm-hmm. but he looked pretty good. I'm not going to lie. He's been training with Lance Storm for a long for a while already. He's he's better than I anticipated, but the result was the same. <laughs> I, like, I like how they tried to dogpile him. Brock, and then he just powered out of both of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I would not have wanted to be Ray when he took that German on the pipe, though. That looked like that hurt a lot. Shayna mm. Baszler choked out Bailey, and she got the win in the <laughs> Women's Champions triple threat match between Shayna Baszler, Bailey, and Becky Lynch. But for some odd booking reason, Becky Lynch beats down Shayna after the match and stands tall because she's the man but she didn't even get pinned so why is she mad they're protecting her this made no sense if you're trying to build up NXT and especially Shayna for something bigger down the road why would you squash her out like that Mm. that's some Vince McMahon overbooking shit right there he's protecting his, his girl Vicky choices and with that final victory by Shayna Baszler, NXT wins the battle for brand supremacy as NXT is first, SmackDown is second, and Monday Night Raw comes in last with one victory. Mm. So this was a far different Survivor Series than last year's where SmackDown ain't win shit in the main Mm -hmm. show. The one win they did get was on the pre-show. Didn't count according to Michael Cole. Exactly. Where this year uh, NXT was well represented. Um, I think that coming off of the three weeks of the invasion and then the war games and Survivor Series that Rhea Ripley, Adam Cole, and Keith Lee feel like the three biggest stars in WWE, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, or NXT. Um, Especially Rhea Ripley and Keith Lee after their performances in the Survivor Series matches themselves, I think uh, a lot of WWE fans are really intrigued about their futures and uh, where they're going to go. I told everybody about Keith Lee years ago. No one listens. No one ever listens to me. 
Yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, being the smartest guy in the room, you, you, you know, it, some of your things do fall on deaf ears at times. No, like uh, what he what happened with uh, Adam Cole, uh, he did that to Darby Allen like in Evolve, and he flung him like in the like in the middle of the <laughs> he flung him to the middle of the maybe the middle row. <laughs> uh, we're gonna go on to Monday Night Raw, and we're gonna talk about some of the major storylines that have developed over the past couple of weeks on Raw. We got a version of Twitter Seth Rollins after the Survivor Series. He uh, stood up to be the locker room leader, so apparently this is the take off of the meeting that didn't happen after the Saudi Arabia fiasco, where Dave Meltzer reported that Seth Rollins held like a you know a locker room meeting and he was like the locker room leader or whatever, and then he had to go back and say that no, it didn't happen or whatever. So this is actually that coming to TV, and Seth is straight up. Twitter Seth Rollins. He's running down everybody talking about how they suck, talking about how Rey Mysterio and his son couldn't beat Brock, where he beat Brock <laughs> twice <laughs> this year. Uh, he talked about, you know, Charlotte Flair coming up short. He talks about, you know, just runs down everybody for not uh, holding their weight and for Raw becoming basically the C-show. Um, everybody walks out from the ringside except for Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens stands up to Seth they have a back and forth, which leads to a match later that night in the main event. Oh, oh that, that reminds me. Yes, sir. Survivor Series. They kept on teasing, they, they or the way that the way that the backstage stuff was going on, it was kind of like a tease of like, is is Owens going to join? Uh, is he going to turn his back on his teammates and go to NXT? And they never paid that off. They never said whether he just got pinned and that was it. Well, he said that in the in the promo that, you know, he was, you know, team raw through and through. He didn't have to worry about it. Yeah, but it was kind of like, uh, I need a little bit more. Uh, during this main event between Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, the AOP come out. They attack Seth, uh, Kevin Owens, which allows uh, Seth Rollins to give him two blackouts or two curb stomps. And he walks out and leaves Kevin Owens laying to end uh, that Monday Night Raw. Uh, Buddy Murphy, he knocked on Aleister Black's door. Yo, 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 what was up with this? Like, It took him forever to answer the door. And then when he did, he's like, who's out there? And he went the wrong way. Like, what was he doing? Like, Was, was it so dark in there that he couldn't find the door handle? <laughs> Who knows, man? Who knows? But uh, finally, somebody has stepped up to... Uh, give Aleister Black a, a, a challenge, and it looks like it's going to be Buddy Murphy. Ray Mysterio, he won a four-way number one contenders match to earn a shot against AJ Styles, and he pinned AJ Styles to become the new United States champion. And then in this past week's Monday Night Raw, Ray Mysterio teamed up with Ricochet and Umberto Carrillo to take on the club. Oh, fucking Ricochet with his stupid promos. In a really, really, really good match that saw Ricochet, Umberto, and Rey Mysterio come out on the losing side because AJ Styles hit the Super Styles Clash on Ricochet and got the pin. The Kabuki Warriors, they continue to torment Charlotte Flair. Uh, They eliminated Charlotte in the Survivor Series match. They blew the green mist in her face. 
Uh, and they beat her in a handicap match on this past Monday Night Raw as well, which actually turned out to be a much better match than I thought it was going to be. Uh, give big shout out to Charlotte for making that match really interesting. Um, and then we go on to the Rusev, Lana, Lashley, Love Triangle, uh, Starcade, which was on last Sunday. Uh, they had a little bit of this in there as well. It was supposed to be Bobby Lashley versus Rusev in a uh, false count anywhere match. But of course, Lana served Rusev with a restraining order so he could not participate in the match. So Kevin Owens took his place instead. And then during the match, Rusev ran out. And uh, beat up Lashley all through the crowd or whatever, and then ran out through the crowd. Freaking the restraining order three times. So in some strange way, Rusev is like a fan favorite again. It kind of took like three or four weeks for people to kind of get with it, but they seem like they're with it. Miss Dijonet, um, let's get mm-hmm. your. Um, you are our resident here on this uh, this here storyline. So yes. uh, how about the advancements of this week where? Um, Bobby Lashley and Lana get arrested because they put their hands on the security force who was supposed to protect them from Rusev. But Rusev uh, didn't get arrested for breaking the restraining order. Well, you can't arrest people you can't catch. So that's one. Is he lightning fast? Okay. Oh, well, he moved faster than them, too. Notice <laughs> how Lana and Ashy Bobby only hit the black security guard. I saw it. I seen it with my own eyes. It's racism. Don't ask me how. I thought Lana uh-uh. smacked the white dude. No. Oh, okay. The white guy arrested her, but she slapped the black guy. Uh, oh, it was so weird. They were like, this is Nashville. We do things different here. Then they arrested Bobby. I'm like, no, you don't. You're doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, the optics of the big black guy getting arrested is, yeah, not very good on Nation. Well, maybe that's why they arrested the the little white girl too. Right, right. Oh, I thought no. she was Spanish, TD. What happened? Uh, well, what Wikipedia says she is, and what you know, she she what WWE the, says she is are two totally different. She went things. from the ravishing Russian Lana to CJ Perry real quick. <laughs> real quick. Uh, she dropped that accent quick. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and uh, her and Kevin Owens at the beginning of uh, this past week's Monday Night Raw actually had like a real promo battle as Kevin was like talking over her. It was like, oh my God, nobody wants to hear this. <laughs> uh, Drew McIntyre called out Randy Orton. AJ Styles, he has issues with Randy Orton. And Randy Orton out here trying to help Ricochet, Umberto, and Rey Mysterio to try to rehab his image after Tony uh, so, Khan. So Drew McIntyre is better than the Orton because he chopped him too hard. That's what I gather from that promo. Uh, yeah, something like that. Okay. <laughs> Basically, he's trying to tell Randy that, you know, he's had his time. He was once the most devastating and, you know, force in WWE with the RKO, but that's old news, and the Claymore is the latest and greatest. Okay, so so he's basically the butcher and the blade then. Okay. Yeah, AJ Styles has issues with Randy Orton too, though. Well, is he is he more racist than AJ? I, I guess that's what they're trying is, to figure is he out. Out racist? Is he out racisting him? <laughs> I guess that's what they're going to try to figure out. But Miss Didi Jonay, I know you see it. You pointed it out. Randy out here helping the ethnics for the I past two it. out of three weeks. I don't like it. No, they came to his rescue, didn't they? 
No, he came to their rescue. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then yeah, the, and yeah, the in this try. in this particular instance when Drew McIntyre starts beating him up and the club comes out, yeah, they do come out there and save him. It's just all wrong. It's just all mm-hmm. wrong. I agree. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I best believe he won't come to the rescue when they build that wall. <laughs> Monday Night Raw is in a kind of developmental state as they're trying to establish the people that they have after the brand split and the draft and everything. So you're seeing people like Ricochet and Umberto Carrillo try to get into some upper echelon spots. Guys like Drew McIntyre, uh, Randy, you know, they're, they're getting into different positions to try to get themselves to be the major focus of the show. And for some reason, this past Monday Night Raw seemed to go by really fast. It didn't drag. Uh, the third hour was actually really interesting. So uh, they may have um, some pretty interesting characters that they can build some things with. But they're definitely the C show right now. If you had to rate, you know, just people's interest in, in what they got going on. Oh, best believe you. If I did not have to watch this, I would not. Now it's time to shift over to the hottest brand in the company. NXT, after many months of going back and forth against each other, Keith Lee and Donovan Dijakovic, they form a tag team and they try to go take the tag team titles from Bobby Fish and uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Keith Lee threw Bobby Fish out of the ring. Bobby Fish did not land good and he injured his neck and had to be replaced in the middle of this match. So Roderick Strong has to run out there in his uh, jeans and teeth. No, he, he got a concussion. I mean, the official word is that he hurt his neck, but he got a concussion. Oh, okay. Well, I'm reporting what they said on the TV. So yeah, because like, yeah, because yeah, because they said it the next week. They were like, oh yeah, our boy got concussion. Uh, our boy, yeah, because they don't like to see concussion on TV. Gotcha. But yeah, so Bobby Fish took a nasty fall and got injured. Roderick Strong had to come in and uh, in 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 the middle of the match and the undisputed era retained the titles in that particular match. Uh, Candice LeRae she wanted to seek revenge on Dakota Kai for Tegan Knox. Uh, Dakota Kai just snaps and, and hits Candice LeRae with the um, the knee brace. And then beats her down, so that matches uh, DQ, no, no uh, why, disqualification. Why couldn't they just have Dakota Kai beat her cleanly? I mean, why, why are they protecting Candice LeRae? Because she's like one of the few baby faces that they have that are over in the women's yeah. side. Yeah. Rhea Ripley expresses that she wants a shot at the NXT women's title. Adam Cole, he's looking over both of his shoulders as Ciampa and Finn Balor both eye his NXT title. Uh, There is a match between Finn Balor and Ciampa. Adam Cole comes out there to give a little assistance to Finn Balor. Finn Balor gets the win. So Adam Cole gets the ring to kind of celebrate with Finn and try to, you know, form that bond. And uh, Finn Balor hit him with that overhead Pele kick. Squaw in the head, knocked him down, knocked him out. Uh, Killian Dane, he got a win over Pete Dunn on this week's show. I actually watched that match. That was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Although I would have to say that, like, those full still cameraman need work. They need better direction because they're showing, they're filming things that are exposing the moves. Like, there was one where, like, I think Pete, Killian Dane had Pete Dunn up against the, 
the steel steps, mm-hmm. and he did the, he went to cannonball him, and uh, from where the cameraman was, you clearly saw that he did not connect at all. That he hit the actual steps. Now, if you had just moved that camera elsewhere uh, in, in another direction, that would have you would have got it cleanly, and it would have looked very devastating. Like, there was stuff like that that I noticed, and there was another. There was like two other moves that I saw that could have easily been uh, made to look better with better camera work. In a promo, Dakota Kai admits to taking out, in her words, that hood rat me and him prior to war games. Adam Cole, he calls out Finn Balor and the man's answers for last week. But Keith Lee comes out instead. They go back and forth. Kyle O'Reilly cuts a promo on Keith Lee. Then Keith Lee cuts a promo on Undisputed Era. <laughs> and he's looking down at the belts. And Colorado's like... My eyes are up here. And he's like, I'm just sizing up which one of these belts I should go after first. Uh, Keith Lee comments on making uh, Adam Cole go viral last week when he pounced him into the like fourth row when he tried to interfere in the match. That's what uh, Mr. Samuel was alluding to earlier as uh, Dijakovic just was so dumbfounded. He was that- just so taken <laughs> by this. He didn't get up. <laughs> that he he was so dumbfounded that he got distracted and rolled up. But by the way, they added two whole syllables to my man's last name here. What? 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 You say what now? They added two whole syllables to his last name. Oh, I know, right? Make it even harder. Like, the last I saw, it was Dijak. That was cool. You could say that. Now it's like Dijakovic. Like Kovic. Kovic, I think. Yeah, Dijakovic is how they really yep. say it. Sure. (laughs) Leon Ruff of Evolve made his NXT debut in a tag team match versus the Forgotten Sons. They got squashed. And then after the match, Jackson Riker picked up Leon Ruff, choke slammed him from in the ring, outside of the ring, on the apron. And it shit looked like it broke my man in half. That was rough. AR Fox is not going to be happy about this. <laughs> the hood rat, Mia Yim, returned to get her some of Dakota Kai. Mia Yim was straight thugging it out. She had on her cargo sweatpants, soldier rag, and <laughs> her Tim's on, and she was beating the brakes off of Dakota Kai. She hit her with the hell of a loo kick with the Tim's and then dusted Tim's off. But as they're brawling and going through the crowd, Rhea Ripley's just kind of standing out there watching this all go down as, you know, she's getting a big kick out of Mia Yim getting some get back on Dakota. And that's when Shayna and the horsewomen come out. They beat down Rhea Ripley. They, uh, Shayna chokes her out. And while Rhea Ripley is all passed out, Shayna grants Rhea a title match on December 18th. Now, what was significant about this is Rhea Ripley broke out of the Carafuda clutch two times. And was giving Shayna the business until the horsewomen uh, finally subdued her. But it took three women to get her into the uh, Carafuda clutch and finally get her uh, passed out. So Rhea Ripley looked really strong in that little confrontation. Koshida, he's back after a two-month absence with a broken wrist. Uh, He was supposed to face Raul Mendoza. When Raul Mendoza comes out for the match, he gets double-footed in the chest by Cameron Grimes. 
And now Cameron Grimes is facing Kushida, and Kushida gets the win. It looks like they're going to start a program between these two because they had a really short match. Kushida kind of got a flash pin on Cameron Grimes, so it looks like that's going to be the next program. I'm all in on Cameron Grimes. I, now that I get what his character is and who he's supposed to be, yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. And him and Kushida, yeah, I can watch them wrestle a couple of more times. Then in the main event of this week's NXT, Keith Lee pins Adam Cole to win the six-man tag main event. It was Keith Lee, Tomasa Ciampa, and uh, say his name one more time, Didi. <laughs> Dijakovic. Yeah, that guy versus Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly, and Adam Cole. So after the match, Stephen Regal comes out. And he says that Adam Cole is going to make one more the title defense on December 18th, but we need to find a number one contender. So he's going to make a triple threat match next week between Ben Balor, Tommaso Ciampa, and Keith Lee to see who will get the next NXT title shot. Uh, Keith Lee is, I think, getting all the shine the Velveteen Dream would have gotten if he wouldn't have been hurt. I think this was Velveteen Dream spot. Oh, so is that what happened to him? He got hurt. Yeah, he I've not hurt. been. I've been watching nothing since like April. So. Oh yeah, yeah. He got hurt. Um, the the actual build to the War Games match started with them attacking Velveteen Dream and leaving him laying, and that's the reason why they had an open spot and everybody thought that maybe it was going to be Dream if he could get you know medically cleared, but he wasn't, so he's still on the shelf. Uh, NXT building up to be, um, you know, really fun over the next couple of weeks. Uh, December 18th, that's going to be the last uh, live night, I think, for uh, AEW and NXT uh, for this year. And they're both going to be stacked with title matches on that night. So it's going to be a real fun night on December 18th. Yeah, because I think they're taking like the Christmas week off, I think. Right, right, right. Um, let's see anything else that stood out from NXT over the past couple of weeks as far as uh storylines and stuff. I think that's really about it. Um uh, Morrow's back. Yeah, Morrow's back after his little dust up with Corey Graves. I'm really interested to see what they're gonna do with Bianca Belair and EO right now because Shayna and Rhea are dominating the title picture. So it's going to be real interesting to kind of see where some of these other women will be slotted uh, that were in the War Games and the um, Survivor Series match for NXT. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the next couple of weeks. And now we'll move over to SmackDown Matters. Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin continue their back and forth on the mic. Uh, Baron is continuing to double down on the dog references with uh, Roman. Did y'all see it when the dog mascot came out? Roman's mm. music hit and the dog mascot mm-hmm. came out? I heard about it, but I didn't see it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. It was like, really? Okay, this is what we're doing? All right. Uh, Seamus, Alexa Bliss, and Didi's fave, Elias, return to SmackDown. <laughs> Oh, Didi, let me get your thoughts on this. Mm. Dave Batista and Dana Brooke. Well, listen, right? She could do worse. He got Marvel money. 
he's a grandfather, which means he probably ain't trying to knock her up. You know, hmm. it's good work. You know that dude is 50? I looked it up the other day. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Because I was watching his movie Stuber, and the girl that got to play his daughter is 35, and he's 50. So he would have had to. Oh, my God. Normally, they would have tried to hire some girl who was, like, 18 to play his wife. That's amazing. (laughs) Well, the amazing part is that she's brown. Well, he's ethnic. Well, yeah, but come on, like, they... They would have just Listen. had him hook up with some white girl. And Listen, he's not the rock. He's okay with letting you know that he's got <laughs> ethnic, you know, things going on in his life. Okay. All his old white girl children in his movies. So what do you think about um, the way they brought him back? Uh, Drake Maverick was trying to holler at uh, Dana Brooke with a little piece I of pre- too. And she's like, ain't I you married? I Dana being like, aren't you married? <laughs> like... He's like, it's complicated. Because <laughs> I feel like old WWE wouldn't have even said anything. She'd just been like, gross. But like, like we remember. We saw her. She was a little thick snake. But he's probably still a virgin, so it's okay. Alexa Bliss made her return by saving Nikki Cross. So your, your NASCAR guy is winning the... Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cal Bush. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Michael Waltrip, the guy from the Wendy's commercials that I remember from back in the day. <laughs> That's the only reason I know who that is. Actually, um, Michael Waltrip is a very, very nice man in in real life. I've actually had a chance to talk to him and meet him a couple of times uh, at some NASCAR events. Uh, yeah, really, really nice guy. I just want to say, like, how whack is, how much of a horrible wrestler is our truth to let Michael Waltrip take, take 20 seconds to count that pin? <laughs> Well, you know, he was on the wrong side. He's not a ref, you know, so he, he is a little slow to get down, but he, he got the job done. And uh, Sheamus is coming back, y'all. It's been like almost a year since we've seen him. So uh, how do you feel about Sheamus on SmackDown, Miss Didi? I'm very happy about it. I just asked you probably like two or three weeks ago where he was, so I'm mm-hmm. very glad he listened to me and decided to come back. <laughs> I like it when they listen to me. Like I tried to say, I just I'm still not feeling Alexa Bliss as like a come save you baby face. Mm-mm. Not at all. <laughs> she must have some kind of ace up her sleeve or something. But it was good to see her back, uh, helping out Nikki Cross. So that tag team combination is back in full effect on SmackDown. Uh, Sasha and Bailey they cut a promo. Lacey Evans comes out there, interrupts it, and then at the end of it, she knocked out Sasha Banks. But the women's right. And Bailey just stood there. Knock it out the ethnics. Okay, I see. I don't know what I'm more mad at. Lacey Evans knocking out Sasha or Bailey not doing shit. Oh, well. With, you that, know. Karen haircut, with that Karen haircut, she had to call the man. She had to ask for the manager. <laughs> Bray Wyatt, he revealed a custom universal title for the Fiend. That you can purchase on the WWE shop for six thousand dollars. That thing looks hideous. I would spend six thousand pennies on that shit. <laughs> Listen, all they need is one fool to buy it. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Right. But yeah, I'm pretty sure somebody will. Like those collectors. Nothing mm-hmm. about that title is cool. I mean, this isn't the rated R superstar title. This isn't the smoking skull. This isn't. It, the it's, not the, uh, it's not the money mat. 
uh, the Money Matt ROH title. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's none of that. Like, I, I, would, I would pay six grand for that. It is none of that. Um, and then Daniel Bryan accepts The Fiend's offer for a rematch. He's cutting his promo when The Fiend comes up from the bottom of the ring, pulls Daniel oh. Bryan under the ring, and The Fiend proceeds to snatch Daniel Bryan bald. For a second, I thought it was going to be the Butcher and the Blade. <laughs> now, I wonder, was that his beard or was that or his, his hair? hair? If it's his hair, then we're gonna we're, we might get American Dragon back. Yeah, I was about to say, is the American Dragon coming back? But what if it was his beard? Uh, I don't know. We'll get NXT Daniel Bryan back. I mean, this seems like an extreme measure to take to, to you know get a haircut or a shave, but you know whatever they feel works. Now, Miss Dijonet, this is your show. Did you happen to catch this uh, after Thanksgiving episode? Day after Thanksgiving episode? I did. I did. I saw it. Uh, the Miz is trying to talk sense into Daniel Bryan, but he just won't listen to him. Well, they're not friends. so They, they, they really aren't friends, but I think the Miz is like, you know, I don't want to see, I don't like you, but I don't want to see like death happen to you. So mm. please don't be running up on the fiend again. But Dan Brown was like, nah, I'm, I'm gonna do it one more time. <laughs> um, let's see if there's anything else. Um the uh Shorty Gable uh Mustafa Ali combination seems to be getting a little steam over on SmackDown as well. Uh the Nakamura Cesaro combination. Uh they look like they may have something in store for them as well but there's not really um a lot going on with smackdown right now they're just kind of looks like they're kind of in a holding pattern biggest thing is dan bryan and the fiend roman and baron corbin i don't think too many people are really interested in that and how that's going gonna play out nobody's interested in baron corbin not even his wife <laughs> and then uh bailey is kind of in a holding pattern she's looking for a new challenger right now for her title and it looks like her and sasha are kind of going to be doing more tag team things together than singles right now on smackdown so looks like smackdown is just kind of trying to figure its way out too it looks like nxt has the most clear-cut direction uh, as far as all the shows go right now with the matches that they've got set up, the storylines, the prime, you know, the primetime players, main event guys, mid card. And it looks like Raw and SmackDown are still trying to find out who are going to be their, you know, major players coming off of the, the latest draft and brand split. So mm-hmm. and a little different variation of the WrestleCast. You guys are all caught up on all the happenings that have well, I have a little bit of news. If you have a, oh yeah, we've got a mention. Go ahead. Yeah. So apparently, Dio Man is leaving uh, the raw commentary, which I never got to hear him do commentary, so I don't know. Yeah, was he, he was only on for like three weeks. Yeah, like, you, you, you ain't really missed nothing. Yeah, Samoa Joe's gonna be filling in for the time being. Oh, Joseph, we like him. Yeah, that was that F five made that man uh, do a career change. That's. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, WWE officially confirms that John Morrison is returning, so maybe he'll be Johnny Raw. 
Uh, that doesn't sound pleasing, but okay. <laughs> oh, you know how he was Johnny. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Impact. Johnny Impact. Yeah. Johnny Mundo. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Raw. Um, NXT won the ratings last week over AEW. So okay, so they 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 keep they win the ratings, but they lose the demos. Well, they actually they actually won the viewership. This is the first time they actually won the viewership. More people actually watched NXT than I think NXT was like eight hundred and something thousand. But like, but like the key the key the key demographics they they lost those. And AEW was only at like six hundred and fifty thousand viewers, but yeah, AEW still wins the eighteen to forty nine, but the fifty plus. Fifty plus, yeah, they're they, all they about to some NXT. Oh, it's because because it comes on right after a Chicago Fire or Chicago PD or whatever. The, the you know, old people they don't they don't like turning changing their TV. So <laughs> I'm just, it's just a joke. <laughs> you weren't joking. You meant it, and you're not wrong. Because listen, they're like, where's that dad remote? Where's that remote control? Where's my grandson? <laughs> Didi Janae, guess what? Hey, what? Next week when we do this show, we will be playing Who You Got for TLC. That has Yay. absolutely no matches announced. Oh, I have a really? couple more, really? couple more news items. Cool. What are they? Huh? Oh, are you talking to me or Don? Uh, you said you had news items. I said, oh, okay. Well, no, you, you were in the middle of saying that like, there's no matches or there are two matches. or No, 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 no. no. We're, we're oh. saying, what, what's your news, sir? Oh no! Uh, Wade Barrett joins the NWA commentary team, and he will be at the uh, NWA Into the Fire pay per view. Uh, before you get to your next bit of news, have you checked out that program, and what do you think of the old school studio feel? I, I watched one episode, um, and it was pretty good. I I really enjoyed it, but you know, uh, it's kind of weird. <laughs> there's a there's a bit of a disconnect with me. I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe it's because it's an HD. But I'm, I'm used to watching the graininess. Vince has ruined you. The last twenty years of his entertainment has just. It just seems it just seems a bit artificial, but I mean, I really enjoy it. It's just like, I don't know. But uh, I'll check out some more. Uh, I, I enjoyed what I I enjoyed what I saw. I did like that they brought back the uh, in one of the promos they brought back the. Uh, it's it's real to me, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what you gotta um the commercials are great, dude. They this this last week they had like George South, like like George South like nineteen seventy nine like oh, promo tape. George South is a character. George have you seen his, his website? His website is gold. Yeah, yeah. So they kinda do a sp- a, a spiff on that and he's like cutting a promo on Paul Jones and then the dude from uh Hot Spots interrupts it and it's like a hot spot commercial. <laughs> that they have one. If, you, if you ever want to just be entertained go look at George South's web George South's website they, they have these uh you, you'll like this one uh they have this uh one commercial where it's Austin Idol right and he's like the kayfabe cocktail and he's talking about you know oh how good it is and how to get you drunk and how smooth it is or whatever and he's like I'd like to tell you what's in it but that wouldn't be kayfabe that's funny so yeah so Wade Barrett aka Stu Bennett will be on the commentary for that and uh, one more thing Don you might enjoy this WWE has hired Krista Joseph again oh word 
Yeah. Yeah, I saw he left MLW, but I didn't know that he was going straight back to the E. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was either that or go do another reality show. Yeah. Well, you know, he went from Lucha Underground to MLW, now back to the E, so... Or, you know, he, he got his fame from, uh, he was the guy who invented uh, Tough Enough. Yeah, and he was also the guy who came out as Baby New Year's on the, on the DX kids. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, MLW had... Uh, I need to get back to watching that again. I miss my girl, Selena. Yeah, they, they had like a big pay-per-view uh, a couple of weeks ago. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but uh, from all accounts, it was pretty good, so... Um, just for some other wrestling for you guys to watch this Sunday, 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 uh, is the finals of the world tag league in new Japan. And it'll probably be, uh, some setups for, um, wrestle kingdom as well. So if you have new Japan world this Sunday, check that out. The finals of the, uh, world tag league. And, uh, hopefully we'll get some build to, uh, the Tokyo Dome shows as well. That's if you have a subscription or if you know Don's password. Yeah, there you go. Um, me and Anwar Starwin will get together in the near future to talk about that and preview uh, the Wrestle Kingdom uh, card lineup. Both days of the Wrestle Kingdom uh, that will be taking place in 2020, July 4th and 5th this year. So, two days worth of Wrestle Kingdom action. Oh, Don, I was going to ask you, did you, did you ever, did you get a, did you ever get to see Glow Season 3? You know what? I did not watch Glow Season 3. Well, you know, my, they, they my, my Netflix new... is still the same, so okay. I can jump back on that. Thank you. They introduced this new wrestling show on Wednesdays that is just taking up, like, my whole block. Wednesday, Wednesday used to be my chill day. Wednesday used to be like, uh, you know what? Just going to watch one hour of wrestling. It's going to be real easy. It's not going to take a lot of effort. Then they were like, oh, we're going to take Wednesday and we're going to turn that into the new, you know, battleground night. So now instead of watching my one hour that I used to love and enjoy, now I get four. Yeah, it's been really cutting into my uh, reruns of City Confidential with Paul Winfield. (laughs) So now I'm going to catch that on the DVR. Thanks a lot, uh, Tony Khan. Yeah, this Monday, Wednesday, Friday wrestling schedule is uh, really something it's gonna maybe force me to think about changing how we record these shows because you know i don't like wrapping around the smackdowns i try to i'd like to keep them as current as possible but sometimes our recording schedule won't allow us to do it so there may be some changes next year once we talk amongst the staff here about how we record our shows going forward but that won't be until 2020 and probably later on into 2020 after Miss Didi Jeunet secures her new job and she gets these new hours <laughs> that are more friendly to Saturday morning recordings. Oh, they'll be friendly to Saturdays. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So my plan um, is... I'm see, thinking, uh, I work on Saturday mornings. So. No, what I was thinking about was separating the shows and doing more work for myself but keeping it more current so they'll be like done with the the segregation like it's 1950 something yeah so it'll be like a raw cast show that'll just be about raw me and sam talking strictly about raw 
Then there'll be a show for NXT where I'll find somebody who likes NXT as much as I do. Maybe Mo to the underscore Reese and me and him will do NXT and uh, AEW. Yes, Mo to the underscore Reese. I'm just nominating your name out of the blue. And then, well, I mean, like I, I still watch the show. I mean, oh yeah, so still yeah, so so yeah, so me and me and you could jump on AEW and then I could get Mo Reese to do. NXT. I didn't say AEW. AEW now. No. <laughs> But definitely for Raw, since you're our Raw reporter. And then me and Miss Dijonet would get together on Saturday mornings and record SmackDown. And so then that way, it would be more work for me, but everything would be more current and up to date. And you guys wouldn't have to wait, you know, till Friday to hear all these lovely opinions. And See, but then Dee and I won't have that, won't have that banter. I mean, if, you, if she wants you to be a guest on her show, she can always, okay. you know have you sit in and be a guest but yeah that's just the <laughs> that's just the kind of the rough sketch i have in my head about maybe taking the show to three different shows so, so it could be like the way brian alvarez does his stuff he shot he breaks his up in the in the different days yeah it could probably be like the way uh way and john do theirs oh yeah i forgot about that yeah so but like i said this will definitely not be taking place anytime soon we've got a lot of logistics to work on before that can happen but we will if it does uh work out that way we'll be making an announcement so everybody will understand why they're getting three different shows on their feeds and it's all broken up but they, they should be happy they're getting more 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 of us yes of course so at this time i'm going to turn it over to miss didi jonet miss didi jonet give uh the people uh, synopsis or summary of kind of what you thought about wrestling over the last 10 or 14 days, what you remember or what stood out to you. And then you can give to people your shout outs and thank yous. Oh, I think the only conclusion to draw is that raw is the trash show out of all of the WWE products. And, uh, that's really all I have to say about that. Uh, Oh, uh, the CM Punk backstage thing. Looks like uh, he's gonna just be popping in and out. He's not gonna be a, you know, every he's gonna be guest. on the he's gonna be on the slick show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's, so uh, that show uh, they're only doing like a hundred thousand viewers on that show. So yeah, but it's better than what they were doing. They were doing like sixty. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Good luck for uh, CM Punk. You know, trying to change some uh, change some view- people's viewing habits. In the, but... in Twitter, Seth Rollins keeps trying to call him out. I don't know if you noticed that or not. CM Punk is too smart to get wrapped up in his shitty booking. <laughs> no, hey, hey, he'd be like, hey, pay me. I have lawyer's fees that I have to pay for. <laughs> I have my best friend suing me. Give me some money. Mr. Samuel Kalunga, same thing, sir. Anything that stood out to you in the last yeah. uh, week and a half of a- wrestling and your shout outs and thank yous? AEW needs a lot of work in order to appeal to some, to a fellow like me, but it's not for me. I noticed that. It's, I'm not the target audience. But uh, yeah, it's just like just sound wise. Oh, that's another thing. The sound on TNT is just atrocious. Like during that whole festival or whatever, that their mics were just like on way too loud or powerful or strong or something, and I couldn't hear anything either that or they just didn't mic. They just didn't. They need to learn how to mic the uh, the microphones up to the audio that you get through your television. Uh, there's so AEW is just not a show that I really see myself enjoying. 
on a regular basis. NXT is, is uh, something that I, that I probably watch more. Uh, Raw, it's just like a dumpster fire. And I'm not really sure about SmackDown, because I, I haven't really watched that much of that. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all that I've been noticing lately. Still having a tough time remembering that SmackDown comes on Fridays. It's like 8. 15 and it's like oh shit smackdown's on yeah or like i'll get on twitter and they'll be like oh yeah such and such and then hashtag smackdown matters i'm like oh crap yeah so i still haven't really gotten uh used to this smackdown being on friday yet um my biggest uh takeaway from the last uh, 10 to 14 days in the world of wwe is that the NXT guys are the biggest stars in the company right now. Um, they did a very good job with the invasion leading up to War Games and Survivor Series. And uh, I feel like NXT has the most compelling stories and wrestlers right now. Honestly, a lot of it has to do with the war. Yeah. True. Like that's the, the, Because Vince McMahon does not like to lose. True. True. He's um he threw he threw his big guns at them the last two weeks and it definitely showed up in the viewership for them. So um I think that NXT has a lot of momentum after this last month and uh they're doing a good job of capitalizing on that on their own with the programming that they put forth the last two weeks. So again I will give myself a Barry Horowitz pat on the back for choosing <laughs> NXT over Impact, even though Sam, that was a parody show you watched of Impact. Where yeah, apparently, yeah, apparently I was like, man, have they, have they fallen down? I, have they fallen down that much into the barrel that they're <laughs> that they're doing like shows from a studio? Well, I kind of figured it out once they started introducing a four-person tag team with characters known as Bill Ding and Ray Strack. <laughs> going up against like uh, Tessa Blanchard and her like knockoff four horsemen yeah yeah so it was a basically uh, Impact doing their version of like NWA Power but like totally 80s doubt with 80s names for the wrestlers those, those basically Southpaw original wrestling yeah yeah there wrestling you go it. there you go there you go but I actually enjoyed it like if they had, if they had knocked out the silliness and just had done it straight and they put that on TV every week I'd watch that yeah, there's something about old school '80s presentation. Now, not the silliness of it, the you know, the Hogan's, but if you just present it in that straightforward way, that shit's still entertaining to me, man. I'll watch a random, you know, NWA World Championship Wrestling from like 1986. Yeah, like I, I go back on the network every now and then, and I'll just pop on like the Horseman versus Dusty and like Magnum or something. Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's still great stuff. It still holds up. Uh, WWE is getting closer to that tiered system. Uh, they just released their free version oh, the of free the tier. network. Yeah. yeah, just came out today. Yeah, suppose which is Thursday as we record this. Uh, supposed to be kind of the the test run. It's like a beta. It's like a beta yeah, run. Like yeah, it's it's they just have a bunch of YouTube clips on there right now. Yeah, it's the beta run. But apparently, you know, so in 2020, at some point, they're gonna be rolling out the you know 9.99 gets you this, and then 12.99 gets you this, and then 14.99 gets you everything. And you probably won't be able to share your password with anybody after they go to this tiered system either. They're probably going to cut that out. 
or at least limit the number of people who can get on at one time. So, well, see, I, I have a, I have a thing. Uh, Post cereal is doing this promotion that if you buy yeah they three are. of their boxes of cereal, you get like three months of WWE Network. I currently have the one with Becky Lynch on the cover. Ah. Maybe I'll go back and get the other one with the Big Show. What 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 is it? It's a uh, what's what's the brands of the cereal? So it's it, always Golden Crisp, but I think it's. I want to say Wheaties. I don't know. Definitely great. I don't. I really don't know what. But I, I'm, oh, Honeycomb as well. I think. But yeah, I got the Golden Crisp with Becky Lynch on the cover. All right. So let's see. Three months would be TLC. Royal Rumble and whatever the February pay per view is called. That's not bad. And uh, Worlds Collide, which is going to take place during uh, Royal Rumble weekend, which is going to be NXT UK versus NXT this year. I see. So that's that's not bad. That's not bad for three free months. So, um, you guys got any shout outs or thank yous you guys want to drop on the people before we bid them ad- adieu? Um, shout out to whoever's doing my background check. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's dependent on her coins increasing and her and her and her mental and and her stress level being. <laughs> what, what happened? Did you, did you cuss one of those kids out? Oh, I've cussed them out a few times. That's that's not the problem. It's not the kids. It's the adults. <laughs> it's not the kids at all. <laughs> The kids don't mind if I curse them out because they, that's all they know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> Sam, any shout outs you'd like to? Uh, shout out to It's Nikki on Twitter. And uh, shout out to Don and Dee, even though I need to be blocked, but whatever. I don't have you blocked. I just don't know who you are anymore. <laughs> You know what? I say the same thing about myself every day. <laughs> Look, like, I'm straight up blocked. Like, people retweet you and I cannot see what, what it says. That doesn't mean I blocked you. Okay. No, it doesn't because I see people I block all the time. <laughs> Damn. I'm like, I'm not supposed to see you. Why are you here? <laughs> What's your name nowadays? Which one are you using? It's. S C L N G A. Oh, the difficult one. Okay. I'll double check right now. Cool. Yeah, that, that, those are all my shout outs. Okay. I'd like to give a shout out to Sam, Miss Didi Jonet, Greg, all the members of the GLOW. Big shout out <laughs> to Tatiana and Jade, who will be joining us in two weeks for. It won't be a ladies' night edition of the WrestleCast because I'm going to join the ladies. And what? Yeah, yeah. This is going to be a special one because it's, uh, it's not sir. it's not really time for a ladies' night edition yet. But Jade wanted to be on one more time before the year yeah. ended. So yeah, she did. She asked me about it. Yes. And I was like, I, sh- I surely don't know the schedule. I wait for you to tell me. <laughs> so well, uh, you just going to push the rest of us away and be like, no, all the ladies are mine. Oh well. You know, that she, she came to me and was just like, hey, I want to do this show with these people. Make it happen. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so that's what happened. I was just like, well, you know what? I'll throw, I'll get on here this time since it's not an official ladies night and we'll just have fun. So look out for that in two weeks. Um, 
it's kind of like the Brian last hundredth episode of uh, his podcast. But really, y'all, the first official episode of Heal Heat podcast is coming soon. So please be on the lookout for that podcast. Um, like I said, we'll be having a review coming up uh, soon once uh, the World Tag League ends. And we'll review that. We'll also preview Wrestle Kingdom for all the New Japan uh, wrestling folks on Cast a Strong Style. Check out the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. Please support the CSPN and the WrestleCast by becoming a patron. At the $3 and $5 tiers, you guys get access to exclusive content, which means the dark match where we review AEW. That's where we talk about all things AEW Dynamite and their pay-per-views and everything they got going on over there. You can find that on the dark match. Also support our sponsors, CSPN.us. Click on the tab that says keep our podcast free. Do that Christmas shopping with Amazon. Spend thousands of dollars so tens of dollars can come back to us and help keep the show and the network up and running each and every week. So for my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet, and our broadcast reporter, Mr. Samuel Kalunga. I'm your host, Don DeLaRente, and this has been episode 265 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. Last week this time, I brought the entire Raw roster out to ringside so we could discuss our performance at Survivor Series. And look... I'll say it as plainly and as frankly as I did last week. I said, we all sucked. And that, that was a little bit too harsh, but I want you guys to understand that it was coming from a really good place. It was coming from my heart. Because this, this is not just my job. This is my life. And, and the guys and girls in that locker room, they are not just my colleagues. They are my brothers and sisters. They are my family. And families aren't just about blood. They're about struggling together, about fighting together. And as the head of this family, I feel like it is my responsibility to motivate our locker room and to get the absolute best out of every single superstar here on Raw. But I may have gone overboard. I thought about it all week. And I'd like to apologize. First and foremost, I'd like to apologize to all of you guys. Oh man. I, I'd like to apologize to the entire locker room and specifically. I would like to apologize to Kevin Owens. Do you guys smell that at all? I don't know if it's just me, but it smells like something. I can't quite put my finger. You know what it smells like? It smells like when the rodeo comes to Nashville. You know, because like the animals and stuff, there's a certain smell attached to that. And right now, I, I can't put my finger on it, but it's hitting me hard. And I think it's because of what I just heard you say. This whole apology and, and talking about your family and how we're all a family. Let me ask you this. What the two closest members of that family of yours happen to be the AOP by any chance? 
Because last week they... Kev, I had nothing to do with the AOP. I don't know anything about that, man. I swear to you. I don't know why they laid... Sap, sap, sap. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Well, not really, but do you know how I know you're lying? Because your lips are moving. And by the way, that smell I was referring to is... How about the two of us versus the two of you here tonight? The way I see it, one of three things can happen and all of the scenarios end with the three of you beating the crap out of me. So I'm not falling for that. If you guys are gonna go do it, let's do it now. Come on, let's just get this over. Now, Kev. Uh, you know what, man? I tried. I tried. You know what? You do you, I'll do me. You're on your own, man.